common sense. It's not so common anymore. That's why we need Scott Inez more than ever. It's time for Inez Says. And I welcome you to the Inez Says Podcast. You can find it most everywhere you get your pods, including Spotify, the WDBO app, and WDBO.com. You can also find me on the radio each and every weekday hosting Orlando's Morning News on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580 in Orlando. Outside of O-Town, check me out there in the WDBO app or WDBO.com. Well, it's been a uh, rough go of it so far for Central Florida schools as we get back to -to face-to-face learning this year. School starting a little over a week ago and... Over that last week plus, we have seen the COVID numbers among students and staff jump up. So recently, I had a chance to chat with both the superintendent of Osceola County Schools, Dr. Deborah Pace, and Scott Howitt, who is the Orange County Public Schools Chief Communications Officer, about how things are going in the schools recently. And let's start with Dr. Pace here on the Inez Says Podcast. You started school, what, just over a week ago now? And and I think you're seeing what most of Florida is seeing, kids and staff being quarantined uh, due to COVID. Uh, Even though you're a week in, how, how much of a challenge has it been for you so far? Well, sir, you know, obviously we are seeing cases of students uh, coming up positive in our school district and having to quarantine. The contact tracing becomes very complex for our school-based administrators, but we are continuing to support them. We want to make sure we keep folks safe and just continuing to encourage people to take those protective measures, wear a mask, get your vaccine, wash your hands, um, and please, please, please don't come to school if you're not well. I know earlier this week, Osceola County Public Schools required students to wear masks uh, pre-K through eighth grade uh, for 30 days starting this Monday. What, what kind of feedback, Dr. Pace, are you getting from parents about this? Well, sir, obviously there are strong feelings on both sides of, of the mask question, but our board felt strongly that we needed to add that extra layer of protection for our youngest learners who aren't yet able to get the vaccine. So for our pre-K to grade eight students, we're requiring that mask, but we still respect parents' choice. If they wish to opt out, they can send in a note and we're going to honor that. Mm. I know masks are, are optional for high school students, like you said. Why, why make that decision about the high school kids? Well, the board felt that, you know, they are eligible for the vaccine, and we have done vaccine clinics in partnership with our local community, Eric Larson, Prescription Unlimited, and the Department of Health. So over 50% of our uh, students 12 and up have been vaccinated. Mm. So we feel like, you know, they're in a better position to protect themselves, make those decisions, but we know our youngest learners just don't even have that option. Well, you know that Governor DeSantis has been adamant, Dr. Pace, and and now the White House is getting involved. It's really become a a political hot potato here. Have you heard or do you expect to hear from the governor's office about about the, you know, the mass requirement for kids K through eight in Osceola? Well, we are respecting the governor's wishes to give parents the choice to opt out, but we wanted some stronger messaging for our youngest learners to make sure that people understand how important wearing those masks are right now. Mm-hmm. You know, it is a, a certainly a political mask, but we are just staying focused on what's important, mm-hmm. uh, student learning and teaching and having a safe environment for our staff and for our students and families. In, in terms of a, of a number, Dr. Pace, I don't know if you have a number for us or a percentage of Osceola students who who may be in quarantine either because they have COVID or contact tracing. Do, do you, is, is there a number you can throw at us this morning? 
I don't have a firm number, but after the first five days of school, we had over 1,000 students quarantined, and we had over 200 students who had tested positive in just those first five days. So we are monitoring it on a daily basis. We post a weekly update by school of our quarantine and, and positive cases. We want to keep the community informed. But it's it's certainly been a challenge, and um, but we're up to the cost. Well, look, last year was tough enough for you guys, uh, but uh, last year the the data showed that the kids overall um, were not getting COVID. This year, with that Delta variant, some kids are. So I guess it begs the question: like, with with some students and and staff being quarantined and with COVID, are are we going to be able to have a full school year here? Are you confident in that? Well, we are certainly going to do our very, very best because we saw last year just how important face-to-face learning is for our students. That's where learning happens best with that caring teacher, learning from each other in the classroom, the socialization um, is so, so, so important as well. So we're going to do everything in our power to keep our doors open and, and keep learning happening. We think it's important to stay connected to our Central Florida community. So we invited Scott Howitt on the show this morning. Scott is the Chief Communications Officer for Orange County Public Schools. And Scott, thanks for your time this morning. Good morning. Good morning, Scott. How are you? I'm, I'm good, thank you. I, I We just got this open mic here, and, and I think it, it kind of sums up all of our thoughts right now. Listen to this. Is there anything going on besides COVID? Can we talk about something else? Yeah. This is getting old. Oh, it, it, yeah. It's got, and, and I know you feel the same way, Scott. It's getting real old, but obviously the numbers are going the other way, so we got to talk about it. And here we are about a, a week, week and a half into the school year in Orange County. Where is the county right now in terms of the numbers of kids, staff, either under quarantine or confirmed positive cases here, Scott? Well, Scott, thanks for having me on. I'd be happy to talk about anything else. Uh, We have a lot of great things going on in our schools, but I know that the subject of the day is is, uh, COVID and and what's happening in our schools. We have have, uh, 1,281 confirmed cases on our campuses um, going back to the first day of school. Of course, this is the, the ninth day of the school year for us. So um, is it concerning? Yes. Is it surprising? No, not not where we are with the Delta variant, what's happening within our community. Yeah. And I asked this question of the Osceola superintendent earlier this morning. Are, are we going to be able, knowing the numbers and where they are right now, and I realize that it's a minuscule percentage, but it, it's only a week into school here. And I realize you have over 200,000 kids in the school system in Orange County, one of the largest in the nation. But um, I, I'm looking at this thing going, okay, are, are we going to be able to have a full school year with, with the kids face-to-face learning? Are we going to be able to have a full school year here? Well, Scott, we certainly hope so. I think, um, you know, the key is really... Uh, you know, we have 205 schools. We have 100 uh, or 1,118 uh, active quarantines along with those cases, but they are spread out over those 205 schools. And the concentration, I think, is, is going to be the key. And as we're monitoring that, um, you know, we have 11 employees right now that are on an active quarantine on our dashboard. Um, it's really about supervision of students. If we can maintain supervision and instructional continuity with our students, we can continue to move forward uh, with instruction in the classroom. Of course, we're practicing all of the pandemic precautions. Uh, Our adults are required to wear masks. Our children are required to wear masks unless they have an opt-out note from their parent. 
So we're doing all of the things we can do, and we certainly know that this is a different year because we're 100% back. Uh, last year at this time, we only had about 30% of our students who were face-to-face. Even in January, at the height of the pandemic last school year, we only had half of the students we have today. So we're looking at numbers that are relative uh, when you're looking at the overall picture, but certainly having full capacity of 185,000 plus students that are that are face to face right now and growing each day, um, it's you know these numbers are are playing out similar to what we're seeing in the community. Yeah, Orange County is one of those that you have that parental opt out in terms of the kids masking up. I don't know if is there a way, Scott, to gauge a percentage of the kids in Orange County? I know you have 200,000 kids, but is there a way to gauge how many kids are ask, actually masking up in schools? So we know how many have opted out. Our last report, we had about 13,000 students whose parents opted them out of wearing the mask. That's about 7% of the of the total we'll get another uh, count today and see we we assume that that number will grow it's still a relatively small number when you look at the number of schools and number of students we have um, you know compliance we're, we're we're relying on um on the school to remind students to to wear their masks and to keep their mask on uh, when they're in class unless they have an opt-out and you know we're, we're strongly encouraging parents not to opt their children out. And, and I know the school board had a robust conversation uh, yesterday around uh, the mask, uh, the masking issue and uh, what, they, what options were available for them. And they'll be discussing that uh, next week in executive session with, their, uh, with our legal counsel and also possibly at the school board meeting, although there's nothing official on the uh, agenda at this time. And Scott, here we are with high school football starting in the area. Some of the games last night, others tonight. Um, it, I mean, it, it just looks like you guys are, are going day by day, hour by hour, minute by minute here, huh? We are. I mean, we're, we're following the data. We're talking to our, the experts. We're um, trying to do whatever we can to keep our, our students and our staff safe. Certainly, um, football is starting. It is an outdoor event, uh, thank goodness. And, uh, you know, we just hope and, and, and pray that our, um, our families stay safe, our athletes stay safe, our coaches stay safe, um, that everyone um, uh, practices those precautions, even if they are outside, to make sure that they're social distancing whenever possible and they're wearing masks whenever they can. And thanks to Scott Howard of Orange County Public Schools and to Osceola School Superintendent Dr. Deborah Pace for those interviews. I'm Scott Inez. That's going to wrap it up for the Inez Says Podcast today. Appreciate you being here. Again, find me on the radio each and every weekday morning hosting Orlando's Morning News 5 to 9 a.m. there on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580 in Orlando. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next time.